How y'all doing? We're back with the Charter Podcast. Oh my goodness, that is not how... Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, how y'all doing? Hi y'all, or how y'all? I got you, here we go. Y'all, y'all, is it just y'all? Y'all. Y'all. Y'all, just y'all. Anyways. Y'all, what are you up to? Hello and welcome back to the Coeur d'Alene Charter Academy's Panther Podcast. I'm Trey Weatherly and I'm very happy to be back here again on another episode with Miss Julie Wasson and Aaron Lippy, who cannot do a proper Southern y'all. Where's that at, man? Come on. I- I'm working on it. It's just y'all. They didn't build Rome in a day. Y'all? Julie, can you do it? Y'all? Y'all? Just y'all. y'all. I feel like y'all. I can, but I, yeah. then I feel like maybe I can't. So oh like my goodness. Speaking French to a French person, I don't know. <laughs> So how was my first one? Uh, was it so too much yup? You just kind of like, you were like, how y'all doing? Is that a kind of robotic? Could have been better. Forced. It was forced. It was a little forced. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be back here with you guys. I thought Miss Midgley did a wonderful job last week. I hope you guys as the audience enjoyed that. I know I sure did. And it was kind of fun to hear you guys talk from a different perspective. But uh, last week I was out. I decided to take the week off. My wife and I had to put our lovely little French Bulldog down. Um, I had to say goodbye to her. You know, the best gift you can do for your pets is, is say goodbye in that way and, and give them peace. But for us, left back behind, it's tough. I don't know about you guys, but that is like one of the hardest things that we've ever had to do. Oh, yeah. um, I definitely don't want to do that again anytime soon. But we had a lot of great times with Rosie. Um, the one thing that was pretty cool that I'll share real quick was we have, we've had her since high school. And Leah and I started dating in high school. And so we had people from back in high school, from college, from med school, and then even, I guess, a couple people here locally, you guys included, actually sent us a letter, but reach out with uh, letters, texts, and some good stories from, from their time with us and Rosie. So that was kind of cool to see and hear and helped with our grieving process. But anyway, it's a new week. Like I said, I'm glad to be back here. So unlike uh, Mr. Lippy did, I'm going to say it correct. What have y'all been up to? I can't think of what we set up our um, volleyball net at home last night. That was really fun. So nice. looking forward to hopefully doing some team practices at, at our house um, for the summer. Just kind of trying to stay active. Um, I don't know. I have. I can't really think of what I've been doing. I don't think I've been doing anything terribly interesting. We um, did our glitter jars, um, and we posted our video, and I know that Mr. Lippy made those with his own family, and that was kind of fun. We, great pictures. We yeah. crushed it at my house with them. Of course you did. <laughs> but we did use, I found out, we used a little bit too much glue, maybe. I like it because it stays suspended a little more. Right. But um, that makes it so I have to take longer to calm down. Longer to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Or longer to feel your feelings and be aware. I will totally say, at school, I'm maybe just a different guy. You know, as a parent dealing with your own kids, they kind of get under your skin a little more. Get you riled up. I need longer. But yeah, we had a wonderful time. Um, I glitter bombed my school bag, (laughs) bringing the glitter home because. Maybe I'm not I'm not a professional <laughs> glitter buyer, but you don't buy the little bags because they rip really easy. <laughs> and one ripped, and I literally my wallet, my keys, my phone, everything had glitter in it this last week. As Mr. Rig, his desk ended up with some glitter <laughs> from me emptying it out onto his. I desk. think that could be your new aesthetic. Just yeah. scattering glitter. I saw some I glitter on your face on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Because I grabbed my sandwich, which had glitter on the bag on the outside. So then I go and probably wipe my face or something, and I ended up with glitter all day. Monday, Tuesday was like... That's hilarious. In my no, mind, it would have been Tuesday because of the holiday. In my mind, you're walking into your house with this exposed and, and punctured glitter bag just looking like Tinkerbell. Just boop, boop, beeping and bopping glitter everywhere <laughs> as you're walking into but your house. But it was, it was concealed at the time. Oh, okay. like, I walk right. in. sprinkling it around. And concealed carry. I told, oh. Yeah, I told the boys, I'm like, this is what we're doing. Uh, I kind of tricked all my boys to do it. I gave them some warning, uh, bribed them with some friends coming over, made sure they were going to do it. And they, they had good attitudes when they did it. Because a 15, 17, and 19-year-old boy... When you say, well, we're going to make a glitter bottle, they weren't really excited. They were like, what, Dad? Mm-hmm. Like, guys, this is what it's going to do. It's going to help us calm down, help us stay centered, help us know where we're at and what we're thinking. Yeah. And so we did it. It was great. But, yes, the minute I pulled out the glitter, this stream of glitters <laughs> hits the table, and I'm like, 
oh, this is getting off to a great start. So then I transferred to the counter because, well, why have one glitter mess? Why not make it in two places? Right, right yeah, sharing's caring. But once we found the bag that blew up, we threw that one away, and we had a blast. Good. So it was a lot of fun. That's good. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. That's awesome. That seems, I, I was sad to miss out on that activity because I'm looking at your glitter jar right now in your office. That's where we are, audience, and uh, it's very it's, it's, it's very cool. So that was a good idea, Miss yeah. Lawson, and I think we've had some students reach out to us and talk about how much they enjoy that. We've actually had students make them yeah. after yes. that video. Yes. Yeah, so. I saw that. And I'm so grateful to all of the students that I've seen participating in the Google Classroom. That's been so um, gratifying, and I'm glad that you guys are seeing some value in it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that um, participation. Been to the top of Camp Field with my wife again. Uh, we rode a we rode our four-wheeler up there. The boys rode their motorcycles. Mm -hmm. Had a blast. Um, and it was really cool to get on top. I got some great pictures, did the old panorama thing. Um, but it was just really cool to be at the top of that mountain. We met a guy. Uh, he's not from around here, but he was literally like, yeah, I'm from the east. I'm from a big city, so this is like the most trees I've ever seen. Oh, wow. And we were like, right on, buddy. And he goes, I literally have never been hiking before. And I'm like, so what brought you out here? What? And he's like, well, I got some family that came over here and they went on vacation. They said it was just great, kind of very peaceful, kind of recenter, mm -hmm. and really just get to enjoy nature. And I'm like, I was just shocked. I'm like, wait, you've never been around never this many done trees? This before? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, I, this is the most. And, and Canfield to me is not really the national forest. There's so many trails, so many people up there. It's kind of busy. But he was just like, this is like, I, this is the most nature I've ever been in. And I was just like, wow. This is cool. So I grabbed his phone, took a few pictures for him with him. It made me stop and think, like, I take for granted where I live. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I my son went fishing up on Priest and had brought home some great fish. Yeah. You know, just yesterday. And it was like, it just, I've, I've really tried to appreciate where we live. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I get out, you know, in the woods quite a bit. But I don't, like, that guy just kind of brought me back to, I really need to appreciate what I'm seeing. So, That's pretty cool. What right. kind of shoes was he wearing? Was he wearing like tennis shoes? Oh, totally. He had, <laughs> he had. Uh, I, I believe it's not Air Force Ones, but something similar to nice. like the street Nike yeah, shoe, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so. There were those was, rocks up there. Yeah, and it was just like, and I, I was like, so do you know what trail you came up? And he said, no, I just know that I go back down this way and I'll get to the street. And I was like, all right. I just thought, you know, this is so weird. I take it for granted that. Um, and even my wife, she's lived here most of her life. Um, um, and she's like, this is like the fourth time I've been in the top of Canfield. And I'm like, hmm. really? I've never been there. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's I've nice. I've never been there. I, I just, it's I kind of was like, hmm. yeah, the face side, you go up that, it's pretty steep. Yeah, you I've, can never, go, been, you I've can, never been in another way. You can go um, Nettleton Gulch in the oh. parking lot, and there's a road you can hike up and mm. take some trails. It's a lot easier. But So you've only done the face of Canfield? I've only done the face. <laughs> The first time we went up there a few years ago, there was like so many different like trail lines. So we just took one and got like kind of turned around for an hour. And then we were like, we haven't been going up. What? That's what you're supposed to do on a mountain, right? When you're climbing a mountain, you're supposed to be going up. And we've just been going left. <laughs> so, so it was not great, but we, we just ended up, we were trying to avoid the face because we were like, man, that's steep. That's going to be a long haul. And it is, but then we were finally just like, no, nah, let's suck it up and do it. So it was yeah, great. two miles up. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a burner there at the end, but I love the view at the top. It's I nice. think it's you a burner the at the beginning and the end. Really? Just that getting out of your car, no warm up, and you're just like, <laughs> well, you can take the switch back. Says the guy who doesn't houses. stretch at all. <laughs> no, we yeah. know you're not doing a warm up. Yeah. How does it compare <laughs> to Mineral Ridge? That's the only a lot one. harder. Uh, harder. Yeah, a lot harder. Yeah, a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mineral Ridge. Mineral Ridge would be if you've done shorter. that though, you you'll be fine up Canfield. You just might. Yeah. You get wind. I get winded. Yeah, I'll definitely get winded too. I'm sure I would. Yeah. I mean, hey, and I don't. I never like hiking with the people that don't feel like you can take breaks. I like to take breaks. Oh. So can the view. So here, I don't like here's the runner uppers. Listeners, this is the best. Learn from a guy that is out of shape and and just sucks wind just hiking a mile. But you always got to be like, oh, man, you got to find something to look at on the hike. Mm -hmm. And that's that your boss. excuse to stop. And you're like, right. oh, look at that tree. And when someone says it looks like the other thousand trees, you're like, no, it's different. <laughs> and then you got you bought yourself time to catch your wind, right. not look like you're totally gassed. That's a good, that's a good little um, uh, hiking hack, if yeah. you will. That's a, and yeah. plus, I'm pretty big into you got to appreciate where you're at. So do look around. Don't just put your 
nose to the grindstone and think, I'm going to get up this. I mean, mm -hmm. unless you're there for a workout, like, I'm going to run up the face side, then, yeah, hey, who would do that? have power. Yeah. High yeah. schoolers. Y'all have any other things you want to share? Uh, I did learn a new card game. I haven't won yet, but... <laughs> um, it's coming. Well, my son just learned it with me, and he's already won, and he rubs it in my face. But right. I say, it's just like everything else now. My kids beat me at everything, so right. I'm okay with that. You'll find a way to but, intimidate him into letting you win. Right. Um, I don't think I need to intimidate. Odds are stacked against him. I'm going to win eventually if we keep playing. <laughs> so it may be that I'm like 68 years old, and he's got his own kids, and I'm like, son, we're playing hand and foot. And he's like, dad, I beat you like a million times. Like, I don't care. I'm going to win one. So <laughs> learn a new card game, hand and foot. That was fun. Uh, and it's weird because I've got, like, my son Cody will play it. My other two sons, they'll play, but it's like if there's something else to do, they'll go do something else. And my wife, she's like, I didn't, I don't play cards that much. I don't like it. And it's mm. like, so I kind of, when I find someone else or when there's other people around that play cards, I'm like, let's play cards. Because I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I think uh, when I retire, I might become a uh, card shark. Well, I'm glad you're learning a game. Uh, the, yeah, cards always, are fun. Always broadening my horizons. That's right. That's right. Never resting. Mr. Lippy's been dominating Always his learning. days. Dominating the day. I'm trying. And soon you'll dominate your family at cards. <laughs> well, guys, I thought with it being the end of school and graduation coming up, I thought it'd be kind of fun to think about maybe way back when, when we graduated. <laughs> when we all, maybe, maybe some advice oh. that we had or some stories that we had going. So I guess my first question to both of you all would be, is when did you graduate? And what was that like? What was the end of your high school career like? I can't even remember. <laughs> Truly, yeah. I can't even remember. But I, Do you I, know the highlights? Um, well, so it's going to seem a little, a little ridiculous. So I graduated in 1989 from Central Valley High School. Great right Taylor Swift album. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Did you, oh, did you plan that? Like, you knew she graduated? <laughs> no, well, we talked about it earlier. Oh, okay. my, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, highlights. Anyway, I graduated in 1989. I was 17 at the time. Nice. So nice job. Throw that in there. Overachiever Wasson. Right. Yeah. Um, and the thing was that you graduated or they just kicked you out? Cause they, you, I aged out at 17. Okay. Hmm. Yes. No, I graduated. Because I had a friend that also left at 17. <laughs> I don't know that that was because he graduated. No. He didn't get the slip of paper at the end. No. No, that yeah. was pretty much like, you can't be here anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I use the term friend loosely because he was an acquaintance. An acquaintance, yeah. An acquaintance. <laughs> Someone known to you. Yeah. Well, class size of 80, you're going to kind of know everybody. Right. Yeah. My class was bigger, although I couldn't tell you how big it was. It was a couple, two, three hundred kids, maybe four. I don't remember. And um, so Central Valley, right across from Spokane Valley, nice. not very far away. Um, we graduated at the Spokane Convention Center. And um, what I remember is the music of the time. Um, oh, I yeah. I think it was White Snake. Okay. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah. On, my, on our own, I think. <laughs> Here we go again on our yeah. own. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Hmm. That was the song that I remember the most. Um, yeah, I I had a good senior year. I, I was a tennis player all through high school. Nice. I was number one my senior year. I thought it was pretty snappy. I was not. Um, <laughs> but snappy. I, I was pretty proud of myself. Um, and And so I made the bold decision to go to college in Southwest Missouri at an all-women's college. And I think, you know, I was thinking about that, Mr. Lippi, as, as you were talking about appreciating where we live, because Southwest Missouri is nothing like um, Spokane Valley, Coeur d'Alene area, um, much flatter. They don't have, you know, we think that we have mountains. I went to Utah, you know, in February, and they have mountains. We don't have right. mountains. Yeah. Um, but uh, Missouri definitely does not have mountains. But what they do have are tornadoes. And oh being my from... <laughs> you went from mountains to tornadoes. Yeah. So okay. being from the northwest and a lot of girls from the, a lot of girls from around the country went to this little college in southwest Missouri. And um, I happened to kind of fall in with some girls that were from the Pacific Northwest, from Oregon, and, and this one girl and I 
were, you know, became real close friends and, um, and ended up rooming together and stuff. And towards the end of our time there, kind of started to come into tornado season, um, like, I don't know, March, April, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds right. You know, we're familiar with rain. It rains here. So it was raining on this one particular day and it was warm out and so she was from Coos Bay, Oregon and she's like, hey, let's go walk in the rain. It's going to be super fun. Singing in the rain. So we were walking. A category four tornado. Jeez. We're walking in the rain and it's pouring down rain and we're like, wow, it's really raining but it's so warm out. It's so cool. Wow, it's really really windy. It's kind of windy. Somebody's blowing through my hair. So then the siren starts going off, and we're like, yep. what? What? Okay, what's that? And we're looking we're being around. Bombed? We're like, yeah. <laughs> we're looking around for the emergency vehicles. No, I'm not seeing anything. So we, you know, decide we're going to We're looking and... around for anybody else being in the street. Right. No one. No one's in the street. And we tried going into the McDonald's. The McDonald's doors are locked. And we're like, what is this? So we decide, okay, we're going to turn around. We're going to walk back. Did they have the wood over the windows? Because there's no. your sign. They did. <laughs> no. Okay. No. All uh, right. No. So. Yeah, um, but McDonald's closed during regular hours. Right. That's that, that's a, that's that something. Is a, that is something. Yeah. Right. They don't shut down for anything. So we wander back, and um, <clears throat> the college that I was going to didn't have have dorms. We had these suites. So they had these kind of housing buildings, and and you know we lived in these blocks, you know, on floors and stuff, and. Then there was a basement that had, you know, like that's where our laundry rooms were and like our entertainment room, whatever. So we walk in. Tornado shelter. Right. (laughs) So we walk in and there's nobody there. And we're just like, what? What's going on? And the, you know, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like when I guess before I went there, if I had a thought about a tornado, this wasn't it. It wasn't like that. Yeah. It wasn't Mm. like super scary it wasn't like the worst rain or weather i've ever been in yeah so we eventually we wandered down to the basement and everyone's down there like oh my gosh where have you guys been and we're like we just outside walking around didn't you hear the sirens well yeah but we didn't know what they were and no one had ever told us and we were just clueless Stupid girls walking around. I'm going to have to put in a tornado. I'm going to record a tornado siren sound. I'm going to play it right now. So, audience, what you just heard, that was a tornado siren, and that's what that sounds like. And it, that Does that was, sound like a, a nice melody? <laughs> it's a terrible that was sound. Only, that was only a test. Right. Yeah. yeah. Please, right. you heard the siren. That was a test. Right. There is not a tornado that we know of. Right. Oh, well, Julie. I have no, no idea. So, I got to ask. No idea. Uh, keeping kind of with, like, we have some seniors, we have some juniors, we have some students. Right. What made you choose that school? Why? I, I mean, why oh. pick up and go to Missouri? Why there? Because it was different. Wanted because some adventure. Yeah. A right. little bit of an yeah. adventure, I like some adventure. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I I just want you know when you're when you're a senior in high school, as you guys know, and as our listeners probably know, you feel like you're just on the cusp of so much promise, and you just want to go and experience. Right. And so I got a scholarship to this little school, and my parents were like, okay, sure. So I was like, yes, I'm going to go. And I had never been there. I didn't know anything about the country. You never took a visit? No. Oh, you went in cold turkey? So like, wait, you like packed up your car or your bags and just took off without knowing the place? no clue. I had no idea. In some ways, um, I, I really respect okay, that. that's an awesome no. adventure. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it really isn't. It was a, um, <laughs> it was I don't know that we would want to condone that for all students. No, I would not <laughs> in, in any respect. I would not. I would not. In fact, you know, something that was really funny about that experience was I wanted it, and yet I didn't. <clears throat> like, the, I, something I remember is the night before I was leaving, I had not packed. And my friend came over, oh my God. and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I don't. I gotta. I gotta pack. I. I don't know. I gotta go." Gotta go. And um, and she's like, "Well, let me help you." And so my friend packed me, huh. because I could not get that ball 
rolling. It was like I wanted to go, but I Because you knew if you ended, was, it was I like was there's nothing stopping you from going. Right. Once wow. you're packed, it's like right. you it's can't real. say, oh, I'm not ready. Right, right, wow. right. So, no, I think one of the reasons, that was like the beginning of my journey to becoming a counselor. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> to help because the youth not. Please don't yeah. make this same mistake because I learned from it. Yeah. You know, it was not, a, I mean, there was a lot of weird things that I experienced in that year. Um, but I, you know, didn't know a lot about myself before I went right. there. And, um, Sometimes you take a chance and it works out. Sometimes you do and it doesn't. And it doesn't. And, and you still learn, yeah. which is kind of... I was thinking about this show last night when I was walking my dog, and I was thinking, I have made so many mistakes, <laughs> so many mistakes, and I don't really want to share those mistakes, but what I do want to share is that it's okay. Like, I felt for so long, like, it's not okay for you to make a mistake. And it's not okay for you to... You tried to do everything perfectly. I tried to do everything yeah. perfectly. Yeah. And I see that. I think that that's why why Charter is such a great fit for me because I feel like I can relate to a lot of the students here in that way in that really striving to do the absolute best thing that you can do and there's nothing wrong with that at all in the world. But what right. you want to do mixing in with that is give yourself a break and give yourself the permission to make a mistake and to learn from those mistakes yep. because truly in all of the mistakes that I have made I have been able to eventually learn something from those yep. and they're really valuable and know that there are people there to help you don't like don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help in any situation that's like a, the one of the bravest things that you can do is to actually reach out and not silo yourself and keep yourself in your isolation or in your uncertainty. Just um, that's why people are around you so they can help you. And so, right. you know, really try to find those resources, especially you guys that are heading out and, you know, going to different parts of the country. Um, you probably you're a lot smarter than I was, and you've investigated a little <laughs> bit more. Might have been a little but, easier to do now oh, in, in 2020. Goodness. Oh my goodness! So yeah, I, really, I, I, really I guess like what I you would say, say yeah. just, you know, you know, reach out, reach, reach out. out. Uh, that's reach it. Out. when you say reach out. I always try and tell my boys and, and just any youth that I get to work with is, don't be afraid to speak up. When you, I mean, ask a question, and mm -hmm. you may think that yeah, oh, this is too dumb to ask, but it's like. Honestly, in a week, nobody that you're probably were, whatever question you ask, a week down the road, no one's going to really remember, except mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always try to tell people, like, that just, maybe it's that life lesson is just like, whatever you do, do it fully. And yeah, you right. may come to a roadblock and have to change course, but don't sit on the fence not making a decision. You got to, you got to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So as you were telling that story, I was like, yeah, you packing was like the last, like, Okay, this is my dedication. Now it's I have to real. Go. It's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. 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 Huh. I really like what you had to say about like and kinda of how I took it as having grace with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, allowing yourself that freedom to, to not beat yourself up over certain mistakes or because um, here's the deal, none of us are gonna live perfectly. Right. None of us are gonna make the good decision all the time. I remember playing sports as uh, as a football player in high school, I had my offensive line coach. I was so worried about not committing a holding penalty. And if you know anything about playing line, you're going to hold at some point. It's just the way it goes. You just practice how not to get caught. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but my coach was like, hey, man, don't worry about it. Like, you're going to, you know, try to be better more times than not, but you're going to make a mistake, and that's okay. And he kind of taught me that lesson of, of growing through that. And I think I learned that as a freshman, and that kind of – set my mind up but that's that applies to real life because mm -hmm. you know you might make a mistake of going to Missouri and trying that out when it wasn't the best thing for you at the time right. um, or you know you name it I'm, I'm sure some of our our listeners have had those moments or even our students have had those moments already but be forgiving of yourself and, and allow yourself to love yourself and, and learn through that, those mistakes and those processes but what about you Mr. Lippy? what was your college experience like and what were your expectations versus what actually happened so I went, I was in Columbia Falls, Montana, small school. Um, I, I did, you know, the things we got to do back then, you don't get to do now. Right. Uh, we had a bonfire. 
that would be totally illegal to have in a <laughs> school parking lot right now. That would not be good. Your school? Yeah, in the school parking lot, oh. we got to basically, it was pretty much the senior class got to bring pallets, and we burned a pile of pallets that is... Wow. Probably as tall as most buildings. Like wow. Man. Most yeah, burning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was a bonfire. We're not talking like, let's stack up four pallets. We're talking like, okay, in the middle we had 20 pallets stacked because we couldn't get them any higher, and then we started leaning all the pallets up against them. We got yeah. to burn pallets. How many um, kids did you graduate with? I, I always say right around, I think it was right around 80, 84. Huh in my senior class okay. yeah. so fairly small it was kind of that everybody knew everybody mm -hmm. um, I learned after high school how close everybody really was but in mm -hmm. high school I was kind of oblivious to how sure everybody knew everybody but so I um I got to talk to the baseball coach over here at NIC back when they had a program um, and I always tell people like I I was a big fish in a very small pond like I was an okay baseball player Mm -hmm. But I really wasn't after high school material. Gotcha. So I had a short-lived time over here. <laughs> um, but I got to go, you know, I, it was me and a, a friend from school was coming over here. We kind of hooked up and said, let's find a place together. They had dorms and stuff, but we didn't have to. We found a nice little place right down uh, two blocks from the school, so it was pretty easy. Uh, got into it, started working. Um you know, and that, that pretty much, me moving over here was kind of the same thing. I still remember packing up my truck, kind of like you were saying, the night before packing. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I could say I was better and I was packed earlier, but it was that morning I remember putting things in the truck. And uh, basically, I think my mom was mad because I was basically taking like my drawers and dumping them into garbage bags. <laughs> that was pretty yeah, much, I had a suitcase too. that was packed, yeah. you know. But I kind of forgot like winter stuff and she's like, when are you coming back? You might need this stuff. What about coats? What about, you know, so it was just like that. And we, we were renting a house. So we also were like, um, I wasn't rummaging through my mom's kitchen, but I got to take like some pots and pans, toasters, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, but I remember packing that truck up and just being like, sitting there like, okay, I got to go in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the next morning waking up going, oh, I forgot about all this stuff. So How I had far is it, it from four hours? Okay. Yeah. So it was a four-hour drive. A good distance. Um, but it was one of those times where I remember, like, moving into the house, we literally went um, to like St. Vinny's or some mm -hmm. second-hand store, bought a couch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of like we had five hundred bucks to furnish this place. Uh, five hundred bucks didn't go far back then either. Mm -hmm. When you're talking <laughs> right, about like right. you had no couch, no. I think we brought a TV from home between me and my buddy. And this was a house. Um, yeah, this okay. was a this was a house at a basement. Uh, it was pretty, not basically a dorm. two bedrooms. Yeah, yeah, not a dorm. Um, it was it was it was fun, um, but it was it was one of those things where, basically, I got to talk to the head coach a little bit, and it was interesting because for me, I always kind of feel like I had two experiences of going to school. One was NIC when. When you kind of get in with a team, like I remember just getting hand, like I told somebody at school that I wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. So they signed me up for classes. I did not oh, register for my own classes. Yeah. And so I pretty much was like, oh, cool, this is great. And then it was a year or two later, I actually went back home and went to Flathead Valley Community College. And I remember walking into them and thinking they were going to hand me a schedule because I told them what I wanted to be. And the lady literally was like, well, here's your catalog. Pick your classes. Mm -hmm. And it goes to that, like, speak up. So right. I grabbed the catalog at my second trip to college, basically. I sit down at the table. I had no clue what I was really right. doing. Yeah. And so I'm like, so I look around and everybody's filling out papers. And I'm kind of like, and that was one of those moments that I learned, like, I needed to speak up and say, uh, I have no clue what I'm doing. Can you help me? So after about 30 minutes, I finally go back up there and I said, what do I need to, how do I fill this out? And she yeah. goes, well, I have your transcripts from there and I see, you just look at those classes and find out which ones you want to take here. And I literally had to look at her like, I've never filled out classes before. And she right. kind of gave me this look like, what? And I said, <laughs> they always handed me a schedule. And she's like, who's they? And I'm like, my advisor person? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she just went, oh, I'll help you. Why don't, come over here. And so she. I was, was an athlete. Great. They did this for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but no. Where's my sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but that was one of those things where I, you know, we talk about 
going into a new place, I was kind of nervous. I was right. like, I've never done this before. It's always been done for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was one of those things where, I mean, I, I remember going, I kind of like walked away going, man, I'm an idiot. How did I not know how to do that? Because there was... There was like all kinds of people coming and going, dropping sure. stuff off. People had it already filled out and were just dropping it. Mm-hmm. I spent like two hours there trying to figure out, okay, I had to go through my old transcripts of what I had and then transfer it into what I need. And it just like, it was a process. And I didn't have a guidance counselor to help me out or someone yeah. to do it for me. And it was like, <laughs> oh boy. So, so yeah, I started out at NIC, um, put in a year there, met a wonderful lady. Her name is now Holly Lippy. Um, so I got to say that was like one of the best things that ever happened to me getting to come over here. Right. Um, I did go back home, um, went to a school over there, took some more classes. But, uh, you know, the heartstrings pulled me back over to Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Uh, so I did come over here and I didn't I didn't do the whole like right after high school. I took four years to get a degree. I went to a year of school right. and then I went to another year of school and then I basically went into construction and, and I started making some pretty good money and got married and was like, okay, I'm going to go down this path. And uh, did pretty good for a you know, young 20-year-old. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of like, I'm making good money. can afford what I want. You know? yeah. I mean, didn't, didn't have no yacht on Coeur d'Alene, but uh, <laughs> I had a 14-foot fishing boat. I was happy. There we go. So, um, so I did that, you know. Basically, until I was about 28 is when I went back really? to school. Wow. So yeah. your college journey was over the course of how many years? Um, when I was 30, so 10, 12 years. Probably. Wow. Oh, I was wow. Eight, 18 when I graduated. Yeah. No, I was, yeah, I was 18. So not, yeah, about 11 years. Yeah. When I, when I got, when I got my uh, bachelor's. Yeah. So I didn't go back till 28, and I only went part-time, like, two classes a yeah. semester. Yeah. So it wasn't even like I was doing... Uh, I did the U of I at Coeur d'Alene campus, uh-huh. uh, that second, that third trip, I guess we'd call it around. Yeah. Mm. Um, but got my teaching degree, did the, the student teaching. Uh, it was it was a, a fun time, you know, having a young family. My wife supported me wholeheartedly, and it was like... Awesome. I'd go to work till noon, uh, go to class from, like, 1 to 4... And then I'd go back to work, and then I'd finish homework, and yeah. try to get to see the kids. But, uh, but yeah, that's basically what I did. Was that's pretty cool, man. It wasn't that uh, I wasn't that kid that like I'm going to this school. I'm gonna graduate at this time. I'm gonna get this job. It was more like I'm gonna try to teach. I like I want to hang out with kids, and I thought I'd get to play some baseball. Uh, baseball didn't happen for me. It's one of those moments where you try one path and it. The yeah. door got slammed for me. <laughs> they shut it for you. I, huh? I didn't shut the door. It, it and and it, I, I, you gotta say slammed. It, yeah. it came to me like, <laughs> right. You are face. not good enough to do this. And it was like, <laughs> I gotta pick a different path. So, uh-huh. um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. I just I think hopefully seniors hearing that story. You know, it took me a little while to find out my landing spot. But I can yeah. say, sitting in this chair now, I. I it was a journey worth taking for me. Wouldn't I, trade it, huh? I enjoyed it wholeheartedly. Well, I mean, if I could find a way to make $4 million, <laughs> I, I would have done that with the same amount of work. I but. think it's your line of, what was it, Dachshund, Dachshund accessories that we discussed last week. Oh, my goodness. I think that's your ticket to that. <laughs> yes. Dog carriers. I already know I have one client, possibly three. We'll right. see. So. Just builds daily, that yep. client list. So, Miss Watson, how many years did it take you to complete college from your start to finish? Well, I um, I did complete my undergrad um, on time. It, I like to believe I would have been early because sure. I did go that. So that school in Southwest Missouri set me up to um, to finish college, what I thought would be early, um, because I had nothing to do but take classes. So I took lots of classes, right. accumulated lots of credits. And, um, and then I came back um, to Spokane. I, I went to undergrad at Eastern Washington. Awesome. Um, this was your sophomore year? This was been my sophomore year okay. of college. And um, I was an international affairs major, um, which was kind of like a government history type, um, type uh, degree path. And I, I minored in French, and, um, and I was all set. I had been told 
by my advisor. At the end of my um, junior year, that I could graduate a semester early. Mm -hmm. And so I was planning to spend my um, semester before I graduated from college in Europe and um, just kind of wanted to put my degree to use in that way. And then I got to kind of the exit counseling that you do in the semester before you graduate and talked to my advisor again, who was the head of my department. And he's like, oh, no, you don't get to skip the senior seminar. You have to do it. And Mm -hmm. so, no, you're going to be here on campus. So I was a little upset about that. But but the biggest thing that I would say from my undergrad years would be to make sure that um, when you're doing it, um, when you're planning, as Mr. Lippi discussed, a couple of things. The first thing that I would say is... Um, explore your interests in a really meaningful way and don't let anyone dissuade you from those interests if those are truly your interests Um, because the reason I say that is after I graduated from undergrad I moved to Seattle like the day after I graduated from college and I worked um, at an international bank for a couple of years and in the midst of that I decided I wanted to go to law school because at my exit interview from my undergrad years, I said, what do I do now? Right. And the head of my department was like, well, you can go into the Peace Corps or you can um, go to law school. And Mm. I was like, well, I don't really want to do any of those things right now. (laughs) And so what do I do? And he said, well, you should have thought about that before you took this degree path. So kids, get a marketable skill. (laughs) (laughs) Find out what will this degree lead me to employment-wise. Right. Right. I did not. Peace Corps. How much do they pay? Mistake number 75. Um, Didn't think of a marketable skill when I was in undergrad. So I spent a couple of years at an international bank in Seattle, and that was fun. And then I went back to school, and I went to law school at um, Gonzaga. And... um, That was really rewarding for me and really, really hard for me at the same time because I had always had an interest in law. I thought for a long time I wanted to be a lawyer, and then I went to law school, and I had a really hard time managing my stress levels, and um, that was a really hard time for me. And when you're in law school, after your first semester, you start thinking about your summer, and you start interviewing for jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So I went to the career lady and I was talking to her and she's like, you know, you need to apply to this uh, Court of Appeals um, internship for the summer. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. I want to be a public defender. And I felt in my heart, I wanted to be a public defender. And she said to me, you don't want to do that. You, all the, the worst students are public defenders. And it really Yikes. discouraged me in a way that just like hit me really hard. And um, so I ended up leaving law school, and that's, you know, mistake number 225. <laughs> and um, and I, that's why I say don't let those things that you perceive to be failures really bog you down, because I spent a lot of time being bogged down by that. And um, so then fast forward through my marriage and family and all of that, and... Um, And I finally uh, went into my master's degree program just like three years ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So so I finally got a marketable skill at the age (laughs) of 46. And and so now I'm really really happy to be here and, um, and doing the job that I'm doing because I really feel like all of those interests that I had when I was younger have come to fruition here because I get mm. to be an advocate for um, helping you find your dreams. And that's kind of how I see my role here mm-hmm. at Charter is to um, is to say, let's look at this. Let's look at these interests. Let's look at these, at these things that you really love to do or things that really um, kind of feed your soul because... Um, that's what's important. And so I love I love how you said feed your soul. Because yeah. 
I've, I've looked back at my journey a little bit, and, and that's truly why I'm where I'm at now, mm-hmm. is this is what brings me happiness. Right. Um, because if I wanted, I, not saying I could go off and make more money, I'm pretty confident I could have mm-hmm. built up enough of my own business. I was working for someone else, but it was getting to where we were becoming partners. I was making great money, and, and the reason I went back to school was because I, I saw too many carpenters guys on the jobs that I worked around having to like stretch out and warm up to go to work and their bodies, <laughs> yeah. their knees or their right? backs were Tough. just shot. And right. it, it's so funny because, you know, hearing your journey reminds me of, you know, I came over here and when it was pick a degree, I said education. Mm-hmm. And it was because of a teacher I had and it was a coach that I had that mm-hmm. I wanted to be like that. I wanted to help youth. Um, and to this day, I still have that desire to help youth. But then I did go off and I like kind of started making good money and, and you know making some money towards like, okay, this is going to lead to me making a lot of money and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I, I remember just going, you know, I'm not, I, yes, I'm making good money and that, that there's some happiness in that and I'm having mm-hmm. a nice truck and all this, but it was like, it just wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And that's right. when I knew like, I'm going to go back. I remember talking to my wife and, and I love her to death because she's always just like, you can do it, you know, mm-hmm. even, even if it's like, okay, you know, yeah, we've got this great job supporting this family, but I'm going to basically cut my hours in half and make half the money and we're going to struggle and we're going to like basically, you know, have to live on some hard times and make it work so that I can pursue going to become an educator. And it was, it was that kind of like, I always think it was like meant for me to mature enough to where I knew like okay I need to go back and do this right and, uh, and that you know I, I think you're hearing two examples of it took a little longer than four years for us to get where we had and what uh, do you guys know what are the stats like I always hear people talk about like people that go in as freshmen they change their major like four times before they graduate right right and I don't know what that is now but there's something out those there stats. yeah I'm not sure you you, you hear know, those scary t- statistics and you know I think that the information is just, it's so hard to process yeah. um, in so many ways. And and I think that something like changing a major, there people are gonna try to scare the life out of you, changing your major, especially, you know, especially if you get into your junior, junior and senior, and senior year. year of college and you, you know, decide to change your major. I had a friend who did that. And um, you know she was she was right set to graduate with me from from undergrad, and she changed her major I think in the fall after the fall of her senior year, and I was like, oh Lord, what are you doing? But um, you know that's it's just that's her choice that that was her decision, and it worked out for her, and and you know the things that you do you learn from. So uh, yeah. It's it's hard to make mistakes, but you live through it. You'll live through it, and you'll learn from it, and and grow through it. Probably, you know, um, you don't want to you don't want to lean into making mistakes. No, <laughs> I don't want think, to. You don't want to make mistakes. But but it's okay if you do. Right. And um, and there even if even if it's something you know bad there's something that you can take from it and if you can just give yourself a break and allow yourself to um, learn a lesson through through your life or 50 you know then um, then that's gonna be that's gonna be a great gift to give yourself I love that, you know, you have you hear like a four year degree, so you expect four years to be the time that it takes. But there are, you guys are both great examples of, hey, like things went a little bit differently for me, but I would say you guys are both successful, you know. There are many paths to success. I myself I, I took five years to get through college and um <laughs> two year degree? Uh <laughs> yeah, right. Right. No, I had two senior years. Uh, I just loved that I wanted to stick around for one more. You know, there are many different paths to success, and it's great to have a plan, and it's great to know what you want to do, um, but it's also okay if you don't know or if that plan gets sidetracked. Because here's the deal. I mean, students 
you know, you can have everything laid out. This is how it's going to look like. This is what's going to happen. This is what my life's going to be. And that can all get changed in a matter of seconds. Right. Um, you have to be flexible. You have to be adaptable and know that, you know, at some point a curveball's coming. Um, now, can you sit back and, and swing and hit it? Or were you going to strike out like maybe Mr. Lippy did with his baseball career? Little oh, I didn't. There. I didn't. I I you was didn't have the opportunity to bat. Huh? I was left-handed and I pitched, and so yeah. that what back in the nineties that was sought after to be left-handed pitcher. There you go. I did not. I was not known as a hitter. So yeah, you know, you're you guys are gonna face the because y'all are gonna be out on your own now for the first time, and uh, it gets real. Life gets real real quick, and you know, hopefully you have a good amount of support in in and around you. Uh, to weather those storms that come. But yeah, I know for me, well, I guess going back, like when I graduated, I graduated in a, in a gym full of like, I think around 80 people. Um, really? It was awesome. I, I like my, I, I, my school was smaller and it was really easy to know everyone kind of like yours, Mr. Lippy. And uh, it, it was great. I had a lot of great friends. Um, and I just remember the summer before I went to college, like we were always hanging out, going to movies, playing uh, kickball, soccer, basketball as much as possible. My parents also made me get a job, so I had to go work at Target. And guess what I did at Target? I was the shopping cart guy. I like collected yes. the shopping carts and and like put them in line. And people would just leave all sorts of crazy stuff in their shopping carts. It's, it's driving me crazy. Um, and I had to clean the bathrooms too, which man, count your blessings, no kids. Bueno. Yeah, yeah, that was that was rough. Um, but it helped me, you know, it helped me develop a little bit of a work ethic. So that helped when I got to college. Um, my expectations were that college was going to be fun. And it was, but it was also like a lot more hard work than I was mm -hmm. willing to put in at first. And that's why that fifth year happened. Right. Um, I had a little too much fun on the front end and didn't take things seriously. And I did change my major like five times. I started off in international business, kind of similar to you. Oh, and then I had to do a whole lot of math and I had to take accounting classes. And oh. shout out to the accountants out there. My dad's one of them, but I am not. And I was like, this is awful. So then I wanted to get involved in health. But then biology and chemistry, and I'm like, chemistry, that stinks too. I don't like it. Sorry, Mr. McCormick. Um, <laughs> and then I luckily had a great mentor. I got to go travel to Australia with in 2009. And she was like, you know, I think you'd be pretty good at the psychology social work thing. And I was like, hmm, what is this? And I looked into it, had a great psych professor uh, who just told the best stories. Are you sure she just didn't call you psycho? No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty... Okay. That's a good point. I'll have to call him. I'm just wondering, like, hey, you, you're a guy psycho. You're like, I'll have to look into this yeah. psychology yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. so. She was, okay. uh, her name's Beth Jen. She was awesome. I, don't, I doubt she's listening to this right now, but she was great. Her husband was a good mentor as well. He's kind of the one that led the trip that I went on to Australia. Um, but yeah, kind of learned a little bit about life through those phases. And then, uh, man, I love what I do now. And it's, it's great. And kind of echoing the, the statements from Mr. Lippy and Ms. Watson here, it's just so much fun to get to work with you guys as students and families and help you, uh, through anything that you might be dealing with. Um, even when it's the tough stuff, it's still kind of something that, that is enjoyable to, to work through with people. So anyway, um, college was fun and it should be a, a fun time. It should be a time of growth and learning. So I hope you guys, you seniors that are listening to this, have that experience and that when the storms do come, uh, you don't ignore the tornado sirens like Miss Watson did. <laughs> and <laughs> you know how to, oh, as a man. southerner, I can't believe that. That That's like, I, I just grew up with that. But then again, I didn't have earthquakes or forest fires. So, you know, I'm learning something new now. But anyway, guys, I think, I think it's about time to wrap this up. And this is going to be our last episode of this season. Uh, we are in contract negotiations with Mr. Nikolai and Mr. Mayville <laughs> to extend to a second season. No, in all seriousness, uh, you guys as the audience and listeners have been great. Um, thank you for supporting us and, and using this as an avenue to stay connected. Um, it's been fun for us to get together and, and, and talk about what we want to talk about and have different guests on. So thank you to all the guests that, that came on. Um, it's been a real fun experience. It's actually been really rewarding as well to get to know you guys better. And I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited for what we can do with this next next year, not next season, I guess. <laughs> It'll be titled season two. I'm not even kidding. It'll be titled season two. But I think, I think we have some good ideas and hopefully we get to do them back when we're all in school together next August. So um, we miss you guys though. And I, I know I'm looking forward. Do you guys have any last words you want to say before we sign off for the summer? I would just say, um, especially to you seniors going off to college, 
have so much fun and take care of yourselves and best of luck. I know you're all just gonna crush it. Um, seek out those student resources. Go to yep. the student union building, figure out where the advising, where the career counseling, where just the counseling center is because as students at your university, I want to say that every university has free counseling services in their student union buildings. Um, most that I am aware of do. So check it out. See what kind of resources are available and go use them if you need to, if you want to. If you're just curious about it, certainly career services, use those because they're going to help you. They're going to help you. They're going to help you. Um, and so the rest of you students who are sticking around here with us for a little while longer, keep an eye on our Google Classroom over the summer. I want to try to still post content in there. Um, and thank you again for um, all of you that are participating. So live in La Vida Lippy. <laughs> Lesson out. You pulled that out on the yes, last I one. Yes, I did. Live in La Vida Lippy. All right, so yes, yeah, seniors, I want to shout out to you guys. Say well done. Nice job. I look forward to seeing you guys next week as you get to walk. They get to walk because there's only 50 of them. They're walking or driving. Yeah, as you get your diplomas. Um, <laughs> I look forward to that. One thing I will let you seniors know, those of you that know me well, even those that don't, um, you can always come back and look me up if you have questions. I tell it with all the youth that I come in contact with. Um, pretty much if you got a question I'll be at Charter at least next year we'll see if they haven't got rid of me yet so <laughs> we'll kind of keep trying to keep this train rolling but uh, yeah if you ever need to talk or just have questions or need me to make fun of you I'm pretty good at that um, but no you can seriously look us up let us know what's going on um, you know, if you need a break from all your studying next time, just be like, hey, I got a question about this. I'll look up Mr. Lippia Charter, see what he says. Because um, it may be something I've been through or maybe something I know about. Um, but yeah, you can look me up. And for all those that are coming back next year, look forward to seeing you guys in person. That is the plan. That's what we're going to plan. Uh, we do have to make some contingency plans, but I'm not counting on those because uh, I want to see everybody's face next year. See you guys work hard be able to support you in any way I can um, here at school. So that will be it for me. And this is my lippy out. Yep. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this last episode of season one. I hope you took some advice that or at least something that you can learn from our different stories and how we've got to be where we are now. And hopefully from other uh, previous episodes as well. I hope you guys have learned something or at least have enjoyed it and have been entertained for about 50 minutes a week by, by us. So Thank you again so much for listening. I echo all the sentiments that were stated by Ms. Watson, Mr. Lippy. If you guys ever need anything, always reach out and email. I, I still uh, talk with a couple old students every now and then, so I don't see why this senior class can't be any different. But anyways, guys, have a great summer. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you soon. <laughs>